The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, Dunktown listeners. This is a podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with basketball at all, but I thought I'd at least run a couple episodes on here to let you know about it. It's called Arguing About Food, which my sister and I have been doing for forever. It's a little bit of a passion project. I've gotten some good feedback on food-based episodes that I've done in the past, so I wanted to see if people are interested in this type of content. It's actually going to be on the old COVID Daily News feed if you are subscribed to that or you want to subscribe. It may take a couple of days to populate as being called arguing about food in whatever your podcast player is, but please search for it and subscribe and also give us some feedback as well. Hope you like it. Welcome on to episode one of Arguing About Food. I'm Nate Duncan, going to be joined in just a second here by my sister, Olivia Duncan. Olivia and I have been arguing about food together for many years. She has worked in basically every front of house position you could possibly work in, in the food and beverage industry. And I am qualified to debate her because I am very opinionated about food and I eat a lot of it. So let us know what you think of this little endeavor. We're doing this as a lark. We're also going to have a YouTube version of this podcast that we'll be posting pretty shortly. And we hope you enjoy it. All right, we are here to bring you something that you didn't know that you needed We are going to determine objectively what are the five best foods that there are. Some of you might say, oh, this is totally subjective. Au contraire, after you listen to this, you will agree 100% that at least one of our two lists is the true top five foods that there are. I mean, theoretically, they could combine the list. Maybe. (laughs) There can be only one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay that, that you know if you wanted to do that i guess we would allow it all right do you want to go first here what is your number five objectively best food a full english breakfast a full english breakfast i i don't even know what an english breakfast is is that a tea uh it is in fact a tea but when you say full you are implying the food not the beverage um it is like fried eggs uh stewed tomatoes beans blood sausage uh rashers which is like british bacon and toast sometimes there's a mushroom involved you may be hurting our credibility by going right to uh the Island of Great Britain here for your first choice. Not I not know, a kinda... noted food destination. So you're you're gonna have to you're you're gonna have to come with it here to to sell this. Um. Well. Okay. So first of all, uh, it is a complete nutritious meal, right? 
And one of my most important criteria for this debate was uh, that each thing must be um, good enough that even its worst, you know, item in it. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a high floor, a high floor, right? Yeah. Right, right. No matter how bad an English breakfast is, it is almost as satisfying as the best English breakfast, which is why I think uh, it, it, it's objectively one of the best foods. Uh, it's satisfying no matter where you get it from, and it is, uh, it's got like, you know, full nutritional value. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you like, are you like excited to eat this though? Hell Yes. Every time I go somewhere where they could possibly serve me blood sausage at 8 a.m., I am thrilled. And I order it whenever I possibly can. Can you just describe for people why blood sausage is good? Um, There's a really, like, earthy umami character to it. And I don't know if you happen to have been up too late the night before or anything like that. It's touted as yes. being restored. Yes, it's all, it's all due to the lack of sleep. Not Nothing that you might have done the previous night. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Just, just, just up late. Um, I, I think that blood sausage has a, a depth of flavor that is much better than any of our, like, kind of traditional American sausages. Can't even compare it to, like, a bratwurst or a hot dog. It's, it's rich. It's filling. It's restorative. Yeah, I enjoyed the blood good. sausage. I, I enjoyed the blood sausage in Portugal, which is actually one of the few things about Portuguese cuisine that I really enjoyed there. They called it Jew sausage, which was, was interesting. I'm not sure like, why that like was. J E W. Yes, yeah, like the religion that I am culturally, yeah. but don't practice. Yeah. That. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, the Portuguese blood sausage is pretty good. I, I enjoy a blood sausage. I, you know, I can't quite go there. I also. I might take a little bit of issue that it's really like more of a meal than a specific food. It is, but it is something number you can five order because of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. altogether, it is a food because it's a menu item, and you just get to say full English brekkie, and they give you exactly that. You don't have to give any further specifications of like how you want anything cooked. So okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a, I think we'll allow this. I, I'm kind of like, because you could be like, <laughs> like, couldn't you also just say like a Thanksgiving dinner? Like, wouldn't that be like the same? I mean, yeah, I you, yeah. I struggled with this one. I, I do agree, but again, this is like a very, sp- it's, it's like a Chicago hot dog, which, you know, no spoilers for anyone, uh, is not on my list. Um, but. <laughs> But, like, you can order this thing and you don't have to say anything else. It, you know, it's not, oh, I'm going to have it with a side of mashed potatoes and I'm going to have this and this and this. No, it's, it's all of the full English breakfast every time. Okay. Anything else to say uh, in, uh, in support of the full English breakfast? Oh, what you mean is in defense of. <laughs> Um, no, you you know me so well because I totally I like pause. I was gonna say in defense of, and then I was like, no, I don't want to seem like I'm just being like too mean. I want to be supportive here, so I'll just say in support of rather than in defense of. I, I don't want to. I'm trying to like just you know calm it down a little bit here. <laughs> um, 
Well, in support of, uh, you you took a jab already at English food, which, you know, we can take many jabs at, uh, but they've gotten uh, a lot better in other cuisines, but this particular food item has been a staple and doesn't need to be changed and is absolutely perfect the way it is. Yeah, the Indian food in Britain is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, not actually British food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let me go with my basic-ass number one choice here. The omelet. Wait, you're at number one? You're going number one? Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, the first one I'm going to say... Okay. Sorry, thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. God, can you stop correcting me? Uh, <laughs> Never. Uh, okay, the number five one is the omelet. Ooh, see? I was between English breakfast and omelet. Not joking. Wow, that's, that's insane. I thought we were going to have completely different lists. So... Yeah, I do. I felt like I needed a breakfast food. This is one of the, the only breakfast foods that I was really considering. I wouldn't, because like if I said omelet and hash browns, that's like too much. I was limiting it a little bit more. I like things, especially if I'm going to say like a top five that combine a number of different food groups. I like things that are very versatile, right? That you could have omelets of totally different flavors and flavor profiles. Uh, with uh, <laughs> the combinations, you can put vegetables in there, cheese, meat. Uh, you can cook them a little bit of different ways uh, as well. So I think, especially if you're just, this is one breakfast item that you can order. I really like the omelet. Um, do you have a favorite omelet? What is your favorite omelet combination? Yes. Um, I'm reluctant to say because I feel immediately <laughs> like your judgment will. Well, here, no, let me, I'll, I'll say mine first. I'll say mine first. Okay. Because mine's going to be ridiculous. Okay. Uh, cheddar cheese, cream cheese, bacon, and sausage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, can I explain why? Sure, sure, sure. So one of the big problems with the omelet is inadequate cheese distribution and just overall ingredient distribution. So the cream cheese, it gives, you know, it gives like a nice creaminess to it as well. And there's a contrast between that and the melted cheddar. But then... It also distributes throughout the omelet very well because it's melted. And so you can like make sure that you get some of the cream cheese. Melted cream cheese is very good, by the way, in every bite. Um, you know that I literally add cream cheese to eggs. Any, like, I mean, scrambled omelet, cream cheese is in every batch of my mixed up eggs. All right. So what's wrong with my thing other than that nobody has it and, no one, and I have to special order it and make myself look like an <laughs> idiot when I order it at a restaurant? Uh, it's not wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's amazing. Um, it's just <laughs> m meat and cheese. <laughs> That's all. But, but, but the beauty, the beauty of the omelet overall is that you can customize it however you would like. See, and actually yeah. this is the exact opposite. You want something apparently that you can just order it. There's no substitutions. They just make it for you. They don't ask you anything. Whereas well, I want, I want full customization. See, I wanted to, and you'll, you'll see later that. I wanted to be able to say this version of this thing, like, you know, just ultimately. Um, and it didn't end up panning out. So it worked with the English breakfast, and I thought it counted because of the fact that you can just order it and you don't have to say any yeah. modifiers. However, every other item on my list needs modifiers. So um, okay, I think that the best omelet ever is uh, goat cheese, spinach, and mushroom. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, Ashlyn would probably uh, agree with you on that, I think. I mean, first of all, it's it's perfect. It feels a little bit healthier, which, you know, lame. But 
Um, but then I just get the side of bacon, which is so much better anyway, because it's crunchy and it's on the side. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm worried about the mushroom quality at most places you're going to be ordering an omelet, though. Yeah, well, you know, having uh, married into a, a, a canned vegetable type family, um, <laughs> I am perfectly fine now with, with all of those. I eat canned mushrooms all the time. They're, they're fine. <laughs> okay, uh, your number four objectively best food is? So my number four objectively best food is the burrito. And I do have a specific burrito that I think is the best. Sorry, Vincent's in it. Um, but, you know, going back to what you said with the ability to make different choices, every other one on my list other than <laughs> the English breakfast has choices. Uh, but I think a carnitas burrito with uh, no beans, but yes, rice and guacamole. So I, I'm not going to spoil it. The burrito is also on my list. <laughs> this, we're shockingly consistent. Is this making you feel worse about some of your choices? No. That, that a, pl- a plebe like me, you, we could a- actually have the same opinions. No, 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 not at all. I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And again, I we didn't talk about our criteria beforehand, so no, uh, you know, I could have okay, gone well, whole so, fine dining. Yeah. So so uh, let's make the case for the the burrito here. I I will chime in because I I obviously am in full agreement. Nice. Um. Well, uh, the burrito again. Oh, I will also say all of my items are like a full meal, in my opinion. Like, technically, they could just satisfy you. So that's a burrito. Um, You've got, you know, your vegetables, your meat, your starch. Uh, I think, again, even the worst burritos you have still satisfy your need for burritos. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if if you get it from Unless it's Taco Bell. Yeah, right. If you Sorry, get it Taco from an actual burrito place, yes. Like, if it's Taco Bell or, like, you know, the fucking sausage burrito <laughs> at McDonald's or something. Like, fast food burritos are, are pretty bad. I think that's that's the one downside to me of burritos. Because I, I do want stuff where it's like, all right, even the shitty version of it is going to be totally yeah. adequate. You'll be happy with it. But there are some legit, legitimately bad burritos out there, to be sure. But, See, but, but, but again, I guess though... you can... Even the shittiest version of a burrito is still satisfying your burrito craving. I but like that that's gonna happen. Now it's I, your I, bad if I you don't. chose to go to, to Taco Bell for it. <laughs> and well, you know I, I love Taco Bell. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. So some burritos though, especially at the bad fast food places, just have like the gummiest, clammiest tortillas and it just like the ratio is all off like some of these burritos have more tortilla than anything else. So you can't have that be like the dominant flavor. Yeah. Uh, well, unless it's an amazing tortilla. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, now we're both like shit talking burritos. Well, I know. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, we we're trying to yeah, yeah. just cover both ends of it. Obviously the burrito is unbelievable and you can, there's some customization as well. If you want rice or beans, like you can, I mean, also combining dairy. I just, I love foods that are combining carbs dairy and meat all together i think if you're doing a good job of that i feel like when i if i'm like on a diet or depriving myself or something like that's what i miss the most being able to combine all of those things together 
And you know what? My Midwestern sen- uh, like sort of senses are what kept me from putting something like a salad on this list. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> the carbs, yeah, I mean, the I'm meat, sorry. the There's, cheese. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about some of the controversial omissions later. But yeah, <laughs> I think the, the salad is just... Well, also because there's, uh, you can't just say a salad, I think. Like, right. you got to be more specific about about this salad. But yeah, I mean, so I will tell you right now, burritos are up there for me. Also, just, you can put anything in a burrito. Breakfast, you can put shrimp in there. Um, you can, there's just so many opportunities for flavor between the rice and the meats. And then you can also combine it with the cheese and the creaminess. You can put hot sauce on there. You can put different salsas in there. There are just so many different ways to eat a burrito. They're extremely filling. I'd, and portable. It's an amazing uh, As long as it's uh, yes. you know, chosen to be that way, obviously. But uh, as long as your ingredients aren't going crazy, it is great portable food. <laughs> I've eaten a burrito in my car several times. Have So if you, yeah, also, by the way, for those who don't know how to eat a burrito, which is a disturbingly large amount of the population based on the people that I've eaten burritos (laughs) with, here's how you do it. You start, you start at the top, right? You hold it vertically. It's wrapped in foil. So unwrap the top of it and then you peel around sideways in strips until you get to half of the burrito exposed, but then you maintain the aluminum foil on the bottom so that stuff doesn't drip out onto you. And then you just continue peeling around as you go down. So, I mean, I, sorry if this is redundant and obvious for some people, but based on the people that I've eaten with, they need this. They need this advice desperately. Honestly, I'm just glad that you were the first of us to explain how to eat something properly. Cause it, <laughs> I, I'll probably be the next. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you haven't brought up the Chipotle gift certificate that I got you for Christmas yet though. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... Th- that wasn't this Christmas, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so it, was, um, it was like 20 years ago. I, I was actually thinking as soon as you said uh, that burrito was on your list, too. Nate loves a good Chipotle burrito so much that uh, for Christmas he thought it was a good idea to get me a Well, this was in the early... This is in the early days of Chipotle... I didn't have any money. I was working as a paralegal. Like, you'd just taken us there for the first time. You're like, this is unbelievable. Like, this is, you know. I mean, I will be honest. Chipotle is what started my love for burritos. And we don't really have time to get into it here. But I will defend the Chipotle burrito as, like, a legitimately good burrito. Even compared to supposedly authentic burritos until my dying day. But, uh, unfortunately, we don't have time for that. I mean, as long as you order it without E. coli, you're good. What was what was even in what ingredient was it that had the E. coli? It was like I don't remember. I th- I think it was the chicken, um, but it was. I mean, you know. No, I think it was a was, it was a vegetable. I think it's usually was a it the romaine because romaine has been crazy. I think it e. might have been the romaine, but you're an idiot for getting that anyway. Let's get lettuce. <laughs> I do remember when those it people deserve to get sick. I, you know, I was never going to rule out Chipotle from my life just because of that. Uh, there's, they're a national chain. They, they can fix stuff. Yeah. It, it gets better. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get to my number four here. Mm-hmm. My number four pick is pizza. Yes, it's basic. I know. But I explained some of my criteria already that you have a lot of variety within it. 
and everyone pretty much loves pizza except my friend Dan Feldman who is has an aversion to melted cheese. Um, it's a strange you know, you can, aversion. Yeah, you can combine How are basically you anything. With well, he's he's a really good podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, melted cheese. Yeah, and, and he knows a lot about the NBA, but uh, and he's also hilarious despite his his food issues, but. Yeah, so melted cheese is obviously, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. You know, you kind of get it in the burrito, but here it's featured. It's just one of the best things. Of course, you can put a bunch of different stuff on it. You can get deep dish, you can get Chicago style, you can get really thin, you can get Italian, whatever you want, whatever ingredients you want to put on it, probably are going to work pretty well. Uh, It's another portable food. You can get good, this is actually one of my criteria, is that you can get a good version of it for cheap. You know, like, I think yeah. all of us would say, all right, if you had to, if you wanted to just eat one thing, you know, like A5 Wagyu all the time, you would love to eat that, but it's just, or, you know, Toro or whatever, but it's not realistic for the vast I would agree, and I, I also uh, had in my criteria that, like, you had to be able to get a, a decent version of it for, like, under 20 bucks for everything that's in my list. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that is totally reasonable. Now, I do think also that it's good to have like a high end. So, and, but I mean, are there, and there are pizzas just like, that's what I crave a lot of times. And there's pizzas that are some of my favorite meals. Some of my favorite restaurants or pizza restaurants. I, I don't know. Is, is, is there, was pizza on your list? It was, I, uh, I knocked it off. Um, oh no. I, I know. Um, it was going to be in my, my omissions, um, because the problem is, is that you can also have just, like, really bad pizza. Um, well, so... that may be true relatively, but if you compare the worst pizza to the worst many other things, you're probably going to find something that you could still enjoy about the pizza. Like, it's hard to fuck up melted cheese, sauce, and, you know, some carbs underneath Crispy it. Crispy like, crust, whatever, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, compared, to, I would, I would say the worst burrito is worse than the worst pizza. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I thought about it for a while. Pizza, pizza was my number four. Um, I knocked yeah. it just entirely off the list uh, because I've also just had, and no offense to you know other countries <laughs> uh, in the world that are not the Ooh. U.S. or Italy. Oh, I've had some yeah. really awful pizza in other parts of the world. And I just thought I I can't you know I can't I can't say that this would be the best thing now again going back to English breakfast right you're not gonna find that everywhere and if you find it yeah. somewhere it's going to be good most likely or it should ninety nine percent of the time it's gonna be good there is pizza in the most unlikely of places that is so bad and so that's why I, I knocked it off uh, is there a specific memory that that comes to mind here I mean for sure uh, Pizza Hut in the UK. It was real rough. Really, <laughs> it's, it's really different. Rough. It's different than here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like sweeter sauce, not as much cheese. It, uh, it was not good. And then, yeah, honestly, a weird one was that uh, when we were in Buenos Aires, some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life, and also yeah, that place was the, awesome. Yeah, but some of the very worst as well. Um, wow. Couple full onion pizzas, which they're known for, that were. Just disgust, like almost inedible. Like yeah. you're talking about the entire top surface of the pizza is covered in onion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you know some cheese, but cold cheese at that point because you got this layer of onion that cools faster than the cheese does, and it. Uh, 
Ooh, that's see, this is that's that's good stuff here. The the science of it all. Yeah, but I don't want Rocio to get mad at me, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna chill out on Argentinian pizza for a moment. <laughs> Again, some of the best pizza I ever had was there too. <laughs> Um, all right, but but anyway, yeah, I think, and also frozen pizza as well, like the, probably one of the best frozen foods that you can just have at home. Compared, like a frozen pizza compared, basically, I'd say frozen pizza is probably the best frozen meal that there is, the most consistent. Well, I mean, the most consistent best frozen meal that includes melted cheese. Sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, what is your number three objectively best food? Well, I think I almost have to reorder now. I am going to. Uh, cheeseburger. Okay, that's fine. Cheeseburger is my okay. number three. I, I mean, technically I could just say burger. I'm not trying to, like, exclude those yeah. who Yeah, let, 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 let us, uh, us Jews have something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, not that I've ever remotely considered keeping kosher. Yeah, I know. You yeah. literally just, like, pizza and a burrito, all of these things had cheese and meat together. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, a, a burger really of any kind. Um, again, it's something that could be an entire meal on its own. I mean, sure, there's small burgers as well, but at least for me, like a nice big cheeseburger is the only thing that I need. Um, if you include any vegetables that you want, uh, it could technically be made plant-based. Uh, you just you have a lot of options there. And um, also portable again. No, that's definitely true. There's, it seems like it's pretty obvious. There's a reason why burger chains are the most ubiquitous chain. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, you know, I mean, it, it's it's satisfying. It's nostalgic, at least for those of us from this part of the world. Um, and as long as the ratios are right, it is just like a perfectly balanced meal and a sandwich. And yes, I do ascribe to uh, burger as a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, we won't get into the hot dog debate. No, 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 not entering the hot dog debate. No, no, hot dogs getting kind of shit on here uh, on this. (laughs) So let's. uh, I I think the burger also like a high end burger is pretty damn good. Like you, even if you're getting like a. I mean, what do you think of like foie gras on like a a burger? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get like. A little bit too uh, luxurious sometimes with uh, cheeseburger or burger ingredients, but foie gras on top of a burger. As long as it's see, this is the problem. It's got to be like a quarter to a half inch thick seared foie gras. You can't. I mean, like I'm just against. You can't have a whole lobe of foie on top of a burger. It's no. I agree with that, but then you also, you got to be wary of putting too many other ingredients on as well. You'll just, you're like wasting it. You're going to overwhelm the taste. I mean, I think just the combination of the burger, I mean, the, the beauty of the burger again is the combination of cheese and meat and carbs. Although if you're an insane person, you could also go for, sorry, protein style with the lettuce wrap or something. Yeah. Um, I see now that the, yeah. Hmm. See, we're entering into <laughs> it's not a it's not a burger territory. When it's no, I think it's wrap. it's still it's still a burger if you just have it without a bun. Like you, it's still okay. But like, is it any longer a sandwich? No, but that's not what we're talking about here. It still <laughs> okay, okay. is a burger. Fair um, but yeah, I mean the um, ability to put to customize is great. I mean, it doesn't have as much variety probably as a burrito necessarily, but there's still different yeah. styles. No, but I mean, there's also lamb burgers, turkey burgers, you know, Polish sausage burger. Like you can, you can do a lot of things with it. And 
Um, Smashburger, Juicy Lucy, you know, multiple oh, layers. Yeah. yeah, just like the dad's like thick uh, burgers on the grill. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> like I, I, it's an inch and a half thick. Yeah. So I think you made a pretty good case for it. What about the bad burger, though? Is the floor too low? Um, I think that it, the floor is not as low as it is with pizza. So that would be my argument. Sorry. Ooh, I, I would disagree on that. I mean, it's if you overcook a burger or it's been left out too long or it's too dry, it, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Also, know, you man, can easily... You, you can always revive it with more sauce, another sear on the pan with some butter. <laughs> you cannot always revive bad pizza. Like, you can't fix it. Well, but we're not even talking about it at home here, too. Like, if you yeah, just go... Right. If you go into, like, a bad diner somewhere... Like, actually, like, there's no... Very few fast food burgers, unless it's just, like, one where that's been sitting out for an hour and they just give it to you. I would enjoy basically any fast food burger, I would say. Even burgers. So, as long, as so as what we're saying is maybe that um, any burger that is, like, hot held for too long. I think that's where not, it falls apart, yeah. Not adequate in this objectively good food category. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. overall, just a good, a good burger between the cheese and the burger itself, the, the moisture... There's a ton of flavors, a ton of different flavors. You can put a bunch of different sauces on it. Um, I mean, like I said, there's a reason why in basically every country in the world, burger chains have achieved some level of penetration. Yeah. All right. Um, so have, we, have you done three yet? That was three. Okay. So three for me is uh, my one kind of controversial one, I would say. <laughs> Curry with rice. Oh, that's kind of lovely. Yeah, okay. kind of lovely. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love that as a choice for you. <laughs> um, as a, as I actually... a, what does that mean? A choice for me? What does that mean? <laughs> it's a it's a reference. Um, no, no, oh, it's, oh, it's actually it, really it's good. It's just like the the woman complimenting another woman on her terrible outfit. That's like, <laughs> I, oh, no, I love I it as love a choice curry. for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that curry is actually amazing. Uh, it it was it was nearly on my list as well, and you'll you'll see what is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so it. this is this is my thought on curry, which I didn't really much appreciate until maybe the last fifteen years or so. But there are many different Thai kinds. You have Indian, Burmese, Thai, Japanese. Um, so you, you've got that. You can put most meats in there. Different kinds of rice as well, but you get a lot of different flavors. You get some heat too, which is nice as well i uh, was gonna ask nice what your favorite burritos. type of curry is Oof. probably thai i would say like thai red curry okay that's just consistently the best at this place yeah. i go to in san francisco that's just i've never had a bad thai red curry. i eat way more thai curry but i i genuinely appreciate indian curry more uh yeah if, if i had more uh option or opportunity to eat indian curry that's what i would go for how do you feel about because, Japanese curry? Um, it, it it's nice. Um, I don't I don't like think of it as a traditional curry really, but I do know it yeah. is. Uh, it's just like my brain doesn't immediately associate Japanese food with curry. Um, I like it. It's a little bit lighter. Um, same with I don't know if this is even a real thing, but have you ever had curry at a Chinese restaurant? No, I was gonna say, what is that like? Well, I mean my. In my experience, also quite a bit lighter, pretty like 
cumin forward, I want to say. Like, it's it's not spicy at all. Um, mm. Usually, like, yellow with a lot of onions in it. Anyway, I love them all, but I, I kind of am either, like, Indian or Thai as far as upper echelon of curries. Well, I felt I felt like I needed something Asian on there for sure. And, you know, to just not be a total American homer with all these, like, ridiculous, uh, you know, basic comfort foods. Uh, but, yeah, it's so – and it's also just more kind of wide-ranging of just what curry is, whereas it's just harder with other Asian dishes. They're just – like, they're just not really iconic. You know, there isn't really that one iconic Chinese dish, right? I've struggled to find a Chinese dish. Even though I love Chinese food, it's like – I what I love about Chinese food is that you get, like, eight different things, right? I know. Omissions-wise, I I wanted to go some sort of dumplings route, um, but I didn't yeah. think that it fit my criteria uh, as far as, you know, what I was going for here. So I didn't Yeah, because I, I felt like just dumplings in general was too broad to really it, count. Very vague, yeah. Yeah. And then... If you hone in on one dumpling, then you're being far too specific and, and it's yeah. not like a, yeah. I'm right. with there's you. no one that. dumpling agree. that's, yeah, there's no one dumpling that's as good. You know good we're not to supposed to agree this too. much, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're really burnishing your credentials by drinking out of that uh, sugar Red Bull right now. Yeah. You, you clearly a person who has elite taste. Um, my husband very kindly delivered this Red Bull to me and I appreciated it and said, thank you, sir. But you know what? It's, you said sugared, right? I just want to make it clear that I'm not drinking sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'm on to number two. Um, well here, so, so before we get on to the top two though, um, are there, who are some of your toughest omissions? What were some of your toughest omissions? Uh, pizza, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, any sort of raw fish dish did not make it onto my list. Yes. That was, yes. That was pretty hard. It was like heart-wrenching for me. Well, so again, you kind of run into the issue of, you know, is it a specific kind of sushi? I had I had two that were in consideration for me. My toughest omission actually was the chirashi bowl. Ah, uh, Sure. Yeah, we don't actually have, like, a lot of that in Chicago uh, that I'm aware of, anyway. I see them on menus, but uh, then I've ordered too much maki, and I don't get the chirashi bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, no, because, that's, it's, yeah. it's delicious. Right, because you can't just say just sushi overall. That's too broad. There isn't, like, one specific sushi roll. There isn't really, like, one specific type of nigiri that's going to be, that could be on this list so the chirashi bowl for those who don't know it's basically just a bunch of sashimi on top of some rice and but it is like one thing that you can order yeah and 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 at least uh for for my criteria it easily could meet that like whole meal in one item you know situation too if as long as you had enough ingredients in it but it is a little hard for the gringos who don't know how to use chopsticks though (laughs) <laughs> to to yeah. get like the amount of rice that you want into the bite with the fish as well. Um, how? I mean, how do you feel about not using chopsticks and asking for like a spoon or a fork? Let's move on. <laughs> this face. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> okay, like so. Here, this is what I'm saying, right? If you are on a date with some of the of the opposite sex, 
you can't ask for a fork or a spoon. What do you mean the opposite sex? Why couldn't you be on a date with somebody of the same sex and still not ask for a fork? (laughs) But yeah, Uh, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. But like someone that you are trying to impress, or if you're going out to eat after a job interview or something, you you can't. Yeah, no, no. It's it it would be quite embarrassing. Uh, I, I I just imagine if like. I invited somebody out to a Japanese restaurant and, you know, uh, all of a sudden they needed to ask for... Yeah, it would be embarrassing. That's okay, though. Jirashi bowls, uh, I think, would be one of the few exceptions where you would be allowed to ask for a piece of silverware if you needed to. Because it's not a contained bite. And if you're not used to using chopsticks, then, hey, this is, you know, the the tool that you need to, to eat your meal. Yeah, maybe you just shouldn't be allowed in public at all, actually. <laughs> I think I'm being very forgiving. I, I know you are. I, as somebody who learned to use chopsticks at like seven years old as a little white girl in the Midwest, I'm being very forgiving. People, they need time and they don't necessarily know how to use these tools. Who taught you how to it's use like chopsticks? It's like me with this ring light. It, yeah. <laughs> I, who taught you how to use chopsticks? It, I know it wasn't dad, that's for sure. Uh, no, it certainly wasn't. Um, we had, uh, well, I mean, I, I think I learned from multiple people over the years, but we had this very wonderful uh, Japanese girl in our class from, like, you know, in elementary school. And show and tell day, she taught us all how to use chopsticks. That was the first time. Wow, so you actually learned it just in, like, the course of one show and tell period? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I practiced. She, like... Her, I mean, they were takeout, you know, chopsticks, but her mom, like, gave her a bunch of chopsticks to take to school and give to all of us and just played with it. I actually find takeout chopsticks a little easier to use sometimes because they just... I know. They're they're a little rougher, so there's more friction. It's like it doesn't fall out of the chopsticks as much. The very smooth, like, wooden chopsticks that you purchase for actual reusable home use. Oh, or even the metal ones. Yeah. That's when I could probably get embarrassed. I, I get a little slippery. Oh, yeah, yeah. The metal ones are tough. It's always, the Korean places always seem like the ones that have have those. Yeah. Um, I and do they're know too that thin like, also. It's a little difficult. There's definitely a, a big distinction between Japanese, Korean, Chinese uh, chopsticks and like the way that they're designed. And then there's like the square barrel, the actual round barrel, the length. It's a tall thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, kind of know. a square barrel guy, I think. Um, okay, any any other difficult omissions for you? Um, so, this is, like, a very specific thing, but it's one of my favorite foods in the entire world, is, like, a squid ink pasta with, like, uni sauce and crab. And I, I'm serious, that was very hard for me not to leave on this list, because it's just objectively amazing. Um, it's filling yeah. and, you know... But, but it could also be horrible and isn't really relatable to a... To, the majority of people. Yeah, you're so. you're not getting that for under thirty bucks. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe. But but either way, it obviously didn't meet the criteria, yeah. so sadly it had to go. But uh, you're not oh, getting then, a version. Course, yeah. Yeah. Uh Italian beef was hard. I did Yeah, Italian Italian, Italian beef. beef slash slash combo it was yeah. on there too. Ultimately I just thought it was a little bit too specific. I mean I obviously I love it. I think I if I had it that often I would get sick of it in a way i wouldn't with like a burger or a burrito though oh okay 
it's just anyway. it does there's and there's not enough variety there's not like a bunch of different kinds of Italian plus you're shamed you if you put cheese on it so right but <laughs> yes um a, another one for me um I mean I didn't have any pasta dishes on there even though I love pasta you know it's just a, a really good spaghetti with meat sauce um chicken parm was another one that was kind of up there for me fitting into my yeah. combination of meat cheese and and carbs those but. were for me uh a, a, another issue of the worst versions of them are just unforgivable yeah Sh- chef boyardee is basically like ruining the entire category on his own at this point because <laughs> that's i mean like that like that canned like spaghettios whatever that's probably like you know at least seven or eight percent of all worldwide spaghetti consumption gosh i never thought about that percentage that's unfortunate Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, we're we're, we're <laughs> potentially straying from the realm of the objective for me estimating that. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well, did you yeah, think we, we about hot dog at all? Yes, but it's just it's just not that good. Like I get a hot dog as my side with a burger or a <laughs> or an Italian beef. Okay, hot dog was very difficult for me, especially because of all of the different choices and how much it could be a contained full meal in and of itself. And I did eliminate it, not because I think it's objectively not as good of a food, but because in a single serving, it's not enough. That's true. But also, one hot dog is there not... are some there are some atrocious hot dogs out there too, though. If you consider like you know ballpark hot dog, like the flavorless normal hot dogs, like if it's not a Chicago style hot dog, and pro- or you know maybe like Nathan's or something, I'm probably just not going to order it. It's not going to be good. Well, I mean, not to toot Chicago's horn, but we have so many amazing hot dog places and yeah. alligator But if you sausage, can only get it in know, one place, it's too hard, right? I see what you're saying. Anyway, it was omitted, so there it is. Um, just a, a couple of other honorable mentions, mac and cheese. Um, <clears throat> leading me to my number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Th- thank you for clearing your throat and, and breaking in. <laughs> wow, that's mac and cheese is number two, huh? I mean, yeah, yeah, embarrassingly, yes. <laughs> but it's not embarrassing for me. I absolutely adore mac and cheese, and I do think that it's something that you can modify and put any number of ingredients in to, to change it up. And really all we're talking about is, is uh, you know, extruded noodles usually, with like a you know bechamel sauce and cheese, and you're add anything into that, and it is my number two food for sure. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy that there are cheap versions that are like totally fine as well that you can get for ninety nine cents or whatever and make, and it's a meal for you that's not totally awful. I I appreciate that. At certainly at points in my life, I ate a lot of <laughs> mac and cheese like that. I'm not really into the adding a bunch of different ingredients in. I find that it's just the texture of the mac and cheese is really good. When you add in some meat, it kind of messes that up a little bit. The grease from the cheese sort of negatively affects things like bacon. So you don't really get much crispiness, but I don't want crispiness in my mac and cheese. Ultimately, it just, there wasn't enough variety to it for me. And I felt like I would something again, that I could just get a little sicker of, um, Mm. Also, Dad well, Dad hates it. Dad really I, hates macaroni and cheese. I know. Um, 
I, I was thinking that, that both of his children really do like mac and cheese a lot, and he hates yeah. it so much. It's it's confusing. Uh, well, it shows what a selfless father he was, or conversely, just how incredibly easy and cheap it is to make that he still fed it to us anyway, despite the fact that he hated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, like, so I used to work at a place that uh, had a very good mac and cheese uh, as their baseline, and then, you know, you could add whatever ingredients. And my absolute favorite was uh, getting it with bacon, corn, jalapenos, and goat cheese added in. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you can add a lot of things into mac and cheese and have it still retain its uh, its nostalgia, if you will. Okay. Well, I it, it was certainly, it was an, an also considered for mine. Um a few other honorable mentions that I wanted to throw out there. Yes. This is one that I would probably get sick of if I had it too often. And there also are really bad versions of it, but a great porchetta sandwich is one of the things that I just crave so much. I finally had one when I was in Rome a few months ago. There's this one place. That's an awesome choice. Thank you. Yeah. The crispiness of the skin is because sometimes porchetta, they'll just, you know, it'll be almost more almost served more like a deli meat, uh, and that that's not really as good. Like there's some bad versions. You need the one where it's like it's hot. They slice it off of the roast, maybe on the rotisserie. Ask for extra skin. It's so crispy. It's so salty. Yeah. Now, yeah. Especially if they do another quick like plancha sear or whatever. You know, like after it's sliced, do another yeah kind of back and forth on it. The, there's this place in San Francisco, this food truck called Rolly Roti, that makes this unbelievable porchetta, but they only have it like one day a week in one location. And it, there's a line, It's they show up at the ferry building, there's a line that's like 45 people long whenever they're there, at least during normal times. And, you know, the one I had in Rome was pretty good, but you can't even get it like everywhere in Italy either. I've only probably had four or five that are just like that unbelievable. So it's just not common enough. I think I would get sick of it. Like it, it could just be a little bit too heavy and salty, but yeah, certainly awesome. It's heavy. Um, did you uh, you went with us to Publican Quality Meats, right, for that brunch one time ago? Yeah, yeah. Their pork kind of sandwich is stuff of legend, and it was it was off the menu for a long time. Came back a few months ago, and uh, thankfully I get to visit that area a lot, and I just take one of those to go and hope desperately not to drip it all over myself in the car <laughs> marge we're going to that restaurant <laughs> yeah. um and any other ones that before we reveal your number one and my number two number one any others that received consideration for you um well i i had a i had an interesting time with soup in general um because soup is not I, a meal well so uh you know maybe um, now, uh, ramen was on there for me. Ramen was a tough omission. Um, well, uh, yeah, just I, I was going to go like even things like, you know, broccoli cheddar, but that's not really a meal. Um, uh, trying to get into like matzo ball and, you know, kind of really heartier soups because it also is really cold here and snowy at the moment. So that was where my brain was kind of drifting to as well. But yeah, soup yeah. in general. Well, at some point, we're going to do soup rankings. That'll be interesting. Ooh. I think so. Yeah. But I, I'm I think... very opinionated about soups. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number two, we have said it already. That is the burrito. I think we have, we have caked for the burrito more than enough here. So uh, no reason to 
go on further. Drum roll, please. Your number one objectively best food. You're going to hate it. It's two. It's either ramen or pho. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I don't. I don't hate. Like ramen is is amazing. Pho. I, I don't think choose. I could put. I couldn't choose between the two, man. Um, and and I also couldn't put them in my opinion as separate numbers because they're just similar enough that it it, it wouldn't work. Um, oh, ramen kicks the shit out of pho. How can you not be able to decide between? Them? How so? Explain. Okay. Well, so there are many different kinds of ramen. The noodles in ramen are way better. Like the pho rice noodles are nowhere close to the noodles, the wheat noodles that are in ramen. Uh-huh. Um, you can get like, you. I would say the, you can get a thicker or a thinner ramen broth. I would say that the flavors are more complex in ramen. You've got more fat in the, the, uh, in the broth as well. You could get like Tatsuman ramen. You could have like, there's like, Afuri's yuzu ramen there's you can get shoyu you can get misu you get there's all these different kinds and the noodles are are just way better that's probably the number one thing well, actually the noodles are way better and so i see where you're coming from very much so i i feel like some of the best pho i've ever had has been like at least very close to the best ramens i've ever had now i've never been to vietnam or japan i have experienced all of these things only within the United States, but I just, I believe that pho probably has a ceiling that I haven't reached. And like ramen is like so much more available. Um, and I've had like a huge range of, of qualities there and styles. Um, I just, I, I, I decided that I couldn't take pho out because I really enjoy those flavors consistently more than I enjoy the flavors. It like, if I order pho, I know that I love the flavors that are in that. Sometimes namely disappoints me. Hmm? What are the oh, flavors well, I mean, in pho that you're so uh, Just, you know, Thai basil and cilantro and, like, lemongrass and all, uh, the bean sprout crunch in there. The fact that, you know, you're typically getting sort of raw meats that are cooking and changing textures as you're eating the dish itself. I don't know. All of that, to me, is, like, really satisfying. And... Although I probably have enjoyed the best ramen I've ever had more than the best pho I've ever had. Um, I just, I, I feel like I haven't given myself enough uh, chance. So I want them together. <laughs> also, I really enjoy the slippery texture of rice noodles. I think they're really great. Um, yeah. Although, I hear you, they might not be arguably, objectively as good as ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, uh, I yeah. think I think uh, the um, chashu is better than any pho meat ingredient. You think so? Yeah, it's I just mean, fattier. About, like, it's got some more texture to it. What about like the like um, like the kind of what I don't know what it's, it is exactly. It's like a brisket slice that's in pho sometimes. Oh, yeah, or like an oxtail or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, love I had that, that in Hawaii. It was really good. Yeah. And honestly, I really love the like meatballs that they have in there too. Oh yeah, the the ones. Give me a ramen with meatballs. <laughs> yeah, I like. They that. like went into a landfill and dug up uh, super balls that were deposited there in the late <laughs> 1950s, and then uh, tried to model their meatballs after that. Yeah, no, th- those are great. Yeah. Oh man, where are you getting a- your Ashen- fuck? <laughs> 
Ashlyn likes those too. It's uh, what are, and you probably like all the like tripe and stuff too that, that you can get in there, huh? Yeah, just, I really do. That that texture, like, I mean, I just don't don't make me chew for more than like ten or fifteen chews, okay? Please. You're talking to a person that started an objectively good food list with blood sausage, so <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, so, well, it's good. a different palate. It's good to have some controversy. My number one is going to be burgers. We talked about it already. It's I think yeah. it's very it's it's pretty obvious. There's just there is like a nice high end to it as well, which is, which is pretty nice. Um, one omission that I had was just steak, like like American style. We did talk about that. That's steak. the only one we kind of talked about beforehand. Um, I think the problem there was just cost. And then how bad a bad steak can be at the wrong place. Yeah, much worse than a bad burger, in my opinion. Oh, thousand percent, because you don't Especially, have the ingredients to dress it yeah. up. And the, like, uh, uh, what is it that you always call it? Like the cost ratio, whatever. The opportunity cost? There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because the opportunity cost on steak <laughs> could be just so much more defeating. No, that's true. Yeah, if you're like, because you're, even if you go to like Outback Steakhouse, you're probably paying like 30 bucks at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I wouldn't recommend. Unless no. you're trying to gain, you know. Trying to gain. Yeah. Man, I'm you're, trying to get my I cat can't... away. No, nah, it's all right. He's he's good. I, I like him. Um, All right. So uh, any thoughts as we, we wrap up this process here? Did, did you convince, really... do we convince each other on anything or? I'm really surprised that we had overlap, like of really any kind. Um, is, is there anything that you're surprised that I didn't put in there that you like? If you thought about what I was gonna have, I thought you would have something with red sauce besides yeah. pizza, I guess. But I like you know like a pasta with red sauce situation. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I only mildly surprised that just no pasta at all, but uh, very surprised yeah. that it wasn't a red sauce. Yeah, lasagna is, is one that could have been in there too. I just couldn't decide. Oh, yeah, you really just, like lasagna. Ah, uh, I have a controversial lasagna take. So I I don't oh. like the ricotta cheese that much, or the it's like the, people to, to put too much in there. It's like this big flavorless mass in the middle of it. Oh, do you ever have it with bechamel? Yeah, sometimes it's still not as good though. I, I would oh. just kind of rather just it could be. It's just too inconsistent. But right. we're we're getting a little far far afield here. Yeah. This, this yeah, is pretty yeah. fun, though. You want? Should we do another one of these sometime? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> I hope we argue more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But my, my brother made us this great logo, and like we're just, like, just absolutely screaming at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I this think, is I like a, can, it's, it's a base. It's a base layer, too. Base level kind of uh, conversation. Yeah. No, this is a good one to get started on. I, I think we can... We can insult each other more at a later time. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, hope you all enjoyed this. Stay tuned. We're going to try to post these eh, you know, every week or two or so, whenever we uh, have fun. It's a, a fun project. But tell your friends about this. Make sure to subscribe. And definitely in the comments, you can either tweet me at NateDuncanMBA. Let us know your top five objectively best dishes, <laughs> where we're wrong, uh, if you want to give us topics for potential new episodes as well, that would be a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye, everyone. Peace.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.